The first item under new business is a presentation by the Board of Community Assistance. Mr. Wax, would you like to introduce this? Thank you. Every year for the past few years, the Board of Community Assistance, prior to the application deadline, has come before the Board of Supervisors to make a presentation to let our residents know a little bit more about the Board of Community Assistance, the grants and scholarships that are available to our residents, and to organizations which provide services for Upper Marion Township residents. Here tonight, I'm here to welcome, along with my fellow supervisors, Brett Montique, who is chair of the BCA, to make this year's presentation. Thank you, Supervisor Wax. Uh, as Greg had said, my name is Brett Montique. I am the chairperson of the Board of um, Community Assistance, and I'm going to give our presentation for tonight. <clears throat> so there are five members on the Board of Community Assistance. Uh, Lydia Dan Sardinas, uh, David Karen, and myself are your community representatives. Gina Mancino is our sole uh, Valley Forge Casino and Resort representative currently. The former CEO um, stepped away from the company, and a new CEO is coming into effect on Monday, and we expect to uh, find out if he will take the fifth spot or delegate that to another person. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the idea of what we do here is we share money uh, from the Valley Forge Casino and Resort to nonprofits, uh, sports organizations, and scholarships for Upper Marion uh, senior uh, uh, students in Upper Marion uh, Township at this point. That last one is important to note. They don't have to be an Upper Marion School District resident. It is any high school senior who resides within Upper Marion Township. These are some of the numbers of our applicants. As you can see, we've had a fairly good amount of applicants come through the program. Uh, last year, we had a total of 78 applicants, 44 organizations, five sports uh, organizations, and 29 different scholarship uh, applications. Last year, the BCA decided to recommend uh, 29 organizations for approval three sports organizations for approval, and 24 high school seniors uh, for scholarships. And the Board of Supervisors accepted our recommendations and made those grants and uh, scholarships. So you can see how our monies have increased uh, throughout the years. Uh, the first year, we gave out a total of $128,000. Uh, last year, we gave out $177,790. That was actually done over two separate award uh, seasons. We gave out our traditional spring uh, round of awards, and then due to COVID, we decided to have a second round of awards uh, for any organizations that might have an extra need uh, during last year. We do have a little bit of money left over from last year, uh, which turned out to be a very prudent thing, uh, looking at the amount of revenue that we'll be getting this year from the Valley Forge Casino and Resort. So the application process. For organizations, we are looking for a project description, the cost of the project, uh, an organization description, and then who are the beneficiaries. So a couple of points on each of these here. One for the project description, the more specific, the better. Uh, so if someone came to us and said that they want to beautify Hoiser Park, well, that's a wonderful idea, but how do we plan to beautify Hoiser Park? Are we gonna put a new restroom in? Are we gonna put a Frisbee golf course in? Are we gonna put, I don't know, giant spaceships in? 
All those things are important to know. We also want to know what the cost is to do that, okay? So if you have actual outlines of your costs, that increases the likelihood of your organization getting funded for a grant. We want to know who's doing it. So if the Montique family decides to beautify Hoiser Park, we don't necessarily have standing to do that to Hoiser Park at this point. So we want to make sure there's an organization uh, that can back up the project, and specifically beneficiaries. If my family were to beautify Hoiser Park, we'd have to come in front of the Board of Supervisors and Parks and Rec and get all the appropriate approvals and that sort of stuff. One note on that one, when we are dealing with community boards, we want to make sure that the community board that is rep uh, representing or requesting the grant has approved the grant and no one's acting individually at this point. Our organizations typically are going to be 501c3s. That's just the fancy legal term for meaning it's an actual nonprofit at that point. And we have the right to give grants anywhere between $1,000 and $10,000. We do ask that all organizations provide a year-end summary by November 31st showing what they've done with the money. Um, we are getting much, much better at following up with organizations, making sure that these projects have actually been completed, and then uh, requesting proof that they have been completed, and if there's any extra funds, discussing where those um, need to go. So for our high school seniors, we did a couple of things. Starting last year, uh, actually right before the pandemic, we had an in-person workshop at Upper Marion High School where I sat down with about 20 high school students and explained everything that makes a good present or a good grant application and a bad grant application. Uh, and I learned from experience there. So we blacked out the names and addresses of some really fantastic scholarship applications, and we blacked out the names and addresses and all identifying information for some less than fantastic scholarship applications. The kids found that to be very helpful. Uh, we did that again this year. Obviously, that was done over Zoom. Uh, I saw most of the kids showing their pictures, and none of them fell asleep during the presentation. So I'll take that as a victory in the Zoom world here. What we're specifically, um, so let me go forward here. What we're looking for in our scholarship applications are a couple things. So one, we want to see what your academics are. Um, not that we're giving this to the straight-A student here. We've had plenty of B and C students get scholarships throughout the years. Um, but we want to make sure that you are an active participant in your academics there. We're looking at your history of community service, both past and present. One of the things that we uh, specify is that your uh, project for your scholarship cannot be a complete continuation of a previous project. So people who know me well know I do a lot with the Boy Scouts. You can't use your Eagle Scout project for your BCA scholarship project as well. They have to be separate projects, okay? Um, we're also looking for proof of what college or university you're going to go to at that point. Uh, this became actually very important last year as a lot of our students decided to change, and rightfully so. Um, a lot of colleges are still not open in public or in person, so people were doing things on Zoom, and we had several students decide to switch colleges to go to something a little bit more affordable while doing 
their work on Zoom. So we need to know that because we send the checks directly to the college. Never do we send checks to the students at that point. Your community service requirements. There's a minimum of 15 hours of community service that is required. Uh, and that would be for our smallest uh, scholarship, which is $500. The more money that we give for a scholarship, the more community service that we're looking for at that point. So our top scholarship is a $10,000 scholarship. And we're looking uh, for a project that is estimated to be around 50 hours of community service. And specifically to have the highest likelihood of getting a scholarship, we want that community service to be focused here in Upper Marion. Uh, we're partners with the Valley Forge Casino and Resort, uh, and we are beneficiaries of that money because they are here in our community. And the BCA as a board feels that these service projects should come back to this community as a, a sound reinvestment of that money there. Projects have to be completed between June 1st and November 30th of that same year. And just like the uh, organizations, we're asking for a detailed accounting of how that community service was done. Specifically, we're gonna ask each high school senior to have a mentor that will sign off on their project. So for example, we've had several students partner with the library in the past, um, and Ms. Zelly and Ms. Arnold would sign off on their projects and we'll take that as confirmation that their projects are due. An important note uh, and change from previous years that's not on the slide is that we've divided the scholarship awards into two separate checks. And we've done this specifically to bring higher accountability in our students in completing their projects. So the first check will be awarded for the fall semester. And then that second check will be uh, released after November 30th for the spring semester upon completion of their project. Now, that being said, it is COVID. Things did happen this year, and we were understanding with people, giving them some leeway into those projects, but the board felt it was a, a good step forward to, again, bringing some additional accountability into those projects. So the things we look at specifically or require for the scholarships, uh, any extracurricular activities, special circumstances, uh, an example of that might be when you fill out your FAFSA, that's the financial aid form that you use for college. In some cases, if, if parents are split, um, that's not necessarily noted on the FAFSA there, right? They're looking that mom and dad are both working and they have to contribute to college. Well, as we all know, individual situations are different and sometimes the hard numbers on the FAFSA don't tell the whole story. So if you have a special uh, circumstance, please put that in the application. We'll take that into consideration. Community service project plan. That's probably the number one thing that we rank these scholarships on. So the more unique or impactful that your project is for Upper Marion, the higher the likelihood that we will give you a, a larger scholarship. We also require transcripts from the high school, although they don't actually give out transcripts anymore. They call them something different, but they're essentially transcripts. Uh, we look for letters of recommendation. Uh, we require the college acceptance letter, and we require the financial aid letter from the college as well. So our community service hours, I had mentioned it before, 
Our minimum is 15 hours, and that would cover a grant or a scholarship award anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500. And you can see the number of hours goes up proportionally with the dollar amount that's been awarded. Historically, we've awarded one $10,000 award and one or a few $5,000 awards, and then many more three to $1,000 scholarships. Again, everything is due by that November 30th date, uh, and it is critical that people put that into plan there. Uh, if your project doesn't involve an organization, we're asking for an unrelated person uh, to sign off on your projects there. So I can't sign off on my son's project, and actually I can't do that because I would never give my son a scholarship with the BCA. It's conflict of interest, but the example still holds true. Um, parents can't be the ones signing off there. So you would need someone else. Uh, I'd be happy to do it for any of my Boy Scouts. Uh, I'm sure the Rotary or those type of people, we've had high school teachers that will sign off on it, um, but we do need someone that is able to sign off. Again, our scholarships go from 500 all the way up to our name scholarships. The Ronald G. Wagaman Scholarship is $5,000. Last year, I believe we handed out four of those, Greg? Three or four. Three or four. And the General Von Steuben Scholarship, which is a $10,000 scholarship. All scholarships are due on what used to be tax day, April 15th. Um, by the way, you have an extra month to fill your taxes out right now. Helpful little note. Um, but they are due here in the township building uh, to Ms. Fatimo on April 15th at five o'clock. Uh, we do not accept late applications for the BCA scholarships or uh, grants. All the uh, recommendations will be made to the Board of Supervisors. Uh, Lydia D. Sardanas will make that, uh, those recommendations on May 13th. It will be uh, broadcast on the UMGA TV and then the Board of Supervisors will uh, either approve or make suggestions to those recommendations there. All applicants will get a letter, uh, both award winners and uh, people who we choose not to award at that point as well. Our deadline, April 15th. Uh, I will throw in two additional pieces of information here. Uh, one being that to date we have five applications in. So I could go back a couple slides and show you that last year we had 76 applications. Um, right now we have five. This is actually very normal. Um, believe it or not, high school students like to pro procrastinate. So I'm sure we'll get all 30 of those scholarship applications on like the 14th or the 15th. Um, but the organizations, again, we, we're hoping to get a little bit more knowledge out or a little bit more uh, information out there so we can get those. The other thing that I will say is due to the pandemic, we are looking at a smaller benefit pool currently. Um, we are in talks with Valley Forge Casino and Resort to try to remedy that smaller benefit pool. Uh, I, I can't get too much into that because nothing is official or public, but I would recommend people put in their applications as soon as possible to have a better likelihood of, of success.